Hello and welcome to UCD ScholarCast. I'm Lucy Collins from the School of English Drama and Film. The following lecture in this series to accompany Dublin One City One Book 2014 will be given by poet Michal O'Shiel. Lyric Flow of Street If Ever You Go is a collection of poems on the general theme of Dublin and was conceived as part of a programme called One City, One Book. What strikes me immediately about this book is how many of the poets understand their role in the society around them. Of course, there are intensely personal connections to the city, but there is a deep sense of poet as citizen taking responsibility for forming the communal imagination. Dublin, like many cities around the world, has grown and continues to grow. It's reckoned by the Central Statistics Office that by 2020, it will have a population of 2.1 million. Again, just like so many other cities, Dublin has constantly grown by drawing in the country's rural population. Now, the city also has a growing immigrant population, and no doubt that will in turn reshape our definitions of who a Dubliner is. The poets in this book reflect the complex identities of those born in Dublin, those who've settled there or simply use it as the country's capital. There's a whole spectrum of relationships, from the few who come from a line of Dubliners, through those with either one or two Dublin parents, those who have moved there and made it their own, and on to those for whom Dublin is where they deal with bureaucracy or visit doctors or hospitals. If Ever You Go is a vast collection of poems by a wide array of poets, both living and dead. As you might expect, the whole range of affinities with Dublin are represented. There are so many that I'd like to mention and quote from, I've decided simply to choose a handful of poems in order to give a sense of some of these relationships. For me, the pulse of any city is in the throb of its streets. Its streets are literally the arteries at the heart of a city. An endless beat of life swirls in its streets. The title of this book is taken from Patrick Kavanagh's well-known poem, If Ever You Go to Dublin Town. I am delighted that the editors chose a line of Kavanagh for their title, as for me, he is the best Irish poet of the 20th century. It's no surprise that in the title poem he mentions both Bagot Street and Pembroke Road. 
for all his rural background and the earlier poems rooted in the countryside, Patrick Kavanagh has made Dublin his own. If ever you go to Dublin town in a hundred years or so, inquire for me in Bagot Street and what I was like to know. Oh, he was a queer one, fall dull the dido. He was a queer one, I tell you. It's a lovely, jaunty, devil-may-care opening and typical of Patrick Kavanagh. It has almost the air of a folk song with a formulaic start like As I Roved Out or One Morning in May. And you feel at once that this is a kind of street ballad. The use of town rather than city has a folksy tone. Then there's the Fall Dull the Dido refrain. Of course, Kavanagh is wrong-footing us as the poem unfolds a moving and realistic biography with the haunting verse. On Pembroke Road, look out for my ghost, dishevelled with shoes untied, playing through the railings with little children whose children have long since died. Oh, he was a nice man, foul dull the dido, he was a nice man, I tell you. Patrick Kavner, reading and speaking about his own poems, in a recording made in Dublin in October 1963, called Almost Everything, begins with Kavner singing If Ever You Go to Dublin Town in a husky voice and on one lung. It's also recorded by Ronnie Drew of the Dubliners, but there's a fascinating difference between the two recordings. Ronnie Drew plays up the extra vowel in Dublin town. Although Ronnie Drew was born in Dunlera, it was part of his stock and trade as a member of a band called the Dubliners to lay it on thick. Patrick Cavan, on the other hand, pronounces it as Dublin with two syllables. I'm drawing attention to this because Ronnie Drew is appealing to a stereotype that has to imagine the archetypal Dubliner as speaking in an inner-city dialect. Patrick Kavner was an Inniskeen man who settled largely in Dublin. And as Anthony Cronin once pointed out, he made Bagot Street and Pembroke Road his village, with the Grand Canal substituting for Inniskeen's River Fane. Another widely known poem from this Dublin village, which is also included in the anthology, is On Ragnon Road. This beautiful poem is written for Hilda Moriarty, a medical student 18 years younger than Kavanagh and with whom he'd fallen in love. The writer Ben Kiley once told me that Kavanagh had come into the offices of the Irish press with the poem. He told Ben that it should fit the tune of Fáinne Gáin Way, and he sang it for him. It has since been recorded by many singers with a particularly popular version by Luke Kelly of the Dubliners. On Raglan Road on an autumn day I met her first and knew that her dark hair would weave a snare 
that I might one day rue. I saw the danger, yet I walked along the enchanted way, and I said let grief be a fallen leaf at the dawning of the day. On Grafton Street in November we tripped lightly along the ledge of the deep ravine where can be seen the worth of passion's pledge. The Queen of Hearts still making tarts and I not making hay. Oh, I love too much, and by such by such is happiness thrown away. I'm sure that many poets find it easier to think, to meditate, and to self-commune in the flow of a street. But familiar places too absorb us and our memories. As Thomas Kinsler puts it, there are established personal places that receive our lives' heat and adapt in their mass like stone. Thomas Kinsler, a superb poet, and a towering meditative presence in Irish poetry was reared in Inchicore. There is no trace of the sentimentality of the rare owl times, or indeed of Patrick Cavada's jaunty mood. Instead, there is a turning into the world of his own memory and mind. A great admirer of Auden, his style is measured, cerebral and forensic, in poems such as Bow Lane or in 38 Phoenix Street, which is included in this anthology. His street poems tend to describe in detail the interiors of particular houses associated with his personal memories. We knelt up on our chairs in the lamplight and leaned on the brown plush watching the gramophone. The turning record shone and hissed under the needle, lift falling, lift falling, John McCormack chattered in his box. Thomas Kinsler has also contributed to the Bagot Street area, which some like to call Bagatonia. The editors have included an early poem from his Another September, 1958, entitled Bagot Street Deserta. The final lines are Out where imagination arches Chilly points of light transact The business of the border marches of the real And I, a fact that may be counted or may not Find their privacy complete My quarter inch of cigarette Goes flaring down to Bagot Street one year younger than Thomas Kinsler, the poet John Montague was born in New York and raised in Tyrone. Apart from his time as a student in UCD, during a period in the late 1950s while he worked for Baud Forte, he lived with his wife Madeline on Herbert Street, which is off Bagot Street. John Montague's life has been nomadic and his relation to Dublin is more episodic than Kinsella's. Though he is rooted in Ireland, John Montague has appropriated the best of the French and American traditions. The series of poems called The Dead Kingdom 
must be one of the most moving books I know. I think of all the Dublin poems, Herbert Street Revisited must be one of my great favourites. It's a street I know well and I spent time with friends there during my own student days. I admire the affectionate and unshowy detail of the poem. It is based on memory, but there is an added poignancy. It's part of a series of poems entitled Separation in his book The Great Cloak, where he describes the breakup of his marriage to Madeline. The poem is dedicated to her. A light is burning late in this Georgian Dublin street. Someone is leading our old lives. And our black cat scampers again through the wet grass of the convent garden upon his masculine errands. The pub's shut. A released bull, being shoulders up the street, topples into our basement, roaring, John. A pony and donkey cropped flank by flank under the trees opposite, short neck up, long neck down, as Nurse Mullen knelt by her bedside to pray for her lost Mayo Hills, the bruised bodies of Easter volunteers. Animals, neighbours, treading the pattern of one time and place into history, like our early marriage, while tall windows look down upon us from walls flushed light pink or salmon, watching and enduring succession. The second part of the poem is a heart-rending reference to the past of his marriage, and then the third part literally recalls the time spent on Herbert Street as the poem turns back to echo itself. So put the leaves back on the tree, put the tree back in the ground. Let Brendan trundle his corpse down the street, singing like Molly Malone. Let the black cat, tiny emissary of our happiness, streak again through the darkness to fall soft-clawed into a landlord's dustbin. Let Nurse Mullen take the last train to Westport and die upright in her chair, facing a window warm with the blue slopes of Neffen. And let the pony and donkey come. Look, someone has left the gate open, like hobby horses linked in the slow motion of a dream parading side by side down the length of Herbert Street, rising and falling, lifting their hooves through the moonlight. Brendan Kennelly relates to Dublin in much the same way as Patrick Kavanagh. His approach is similarly bifocal. While he's made Dublin his home and the place where he has lived most of his life, he can also draw on his Kerry childhood memory bank. Indeed, like Kavanagh, his earlier poems centred on his rural background. I've quoted Thomas Kinsler's lines. There are established personal places that receive our lives' heat. 
Of course, our lives and memories are inscribed in streets. Yet flow and movement is so much part of a street. We walk or drive through streets. Brendan Kennelly is a major figure in our literary landscape and a poet who likes to ask the big questions about human lives. He has for many years lived in Trinity College and is an inveterate walker. He often spends many hours a day roving Dublin. One of the poems included in this volume is called Clearing a Space. It begins with the lines A man should clear a space for himself like Dublin City on a Sunday morning about six o'clock. Dublin and myself are rid of our traffic then and I am walking. In fact, here Brendan Kennelly is celebrating temporary lack of movement and the lack of traffic as he roams Dublin. I sense a deep loneliness lurking within his affable and popular personality. The poem continues. Houses are solitary and dignified. Streets are adventures twisting in and out and up and down my mind. The river is talking to itself and doesn't care if I eavesdrop. No longer cluttered with purpose, the city turns to the mountains and takes time to listen to the sea. I witness all three communing in silence under a relaxed sky. Bridges look aloof and protective. The gates of the park are closed. Green places must have their privacy too. Office blocks are empty important and a bit pathetic if they'd admitted. After a brief allusion to the history of the city, which proves a symbol for his own life, the poet discloses that he has been sleepless. To have been used so much and without mercy, and still to be capable of rediscovering itself in the old nakedness is what makes a friend of the city when sleep has failed. I make through that nakedness to stumble on my own, surprised to find a city is so like a man. Statues and monuments check me out as I pass, clearing a space for myself the best I can, one Sunday morning in the original sun in Dublin. We live near St Vincent's Hospital and indeed it is a site of deeply personal memories. Often travelling home on the bus I hear people who clearly are not Dubliners asking to be let off at the hospital. I'm very conscious of how for many the connection with the capital is founded on dealing with centralisation of one type or another, or in visiting relations in hospital. Inevitably, this leads to an ambiguous and frequently fraught relationship to Dublin. Mary O'Donnell was born and reared in Monaghan. She now lives near Maynooth. 
she's of a younger generation than the other poets I've quoted here. And as I've written about her elsewhere, Mary O'Donnell has a wide-ranging, restless intelligence and an extraordinary poetic gift. She's both local and global, realistic and imaginative, probing and rooted, learned and passionate. A poem of hers called Doctor's Daughters in this anthology is taken from an exquisite series of poems concerning her father's death in St. Vincent's private nursing home in Dublin. In this poem, her mother's frustration at her own helplessness is beautifully caught. She vents her bafflement on the doctors and on her daughters. Her mother still lives in Monaghan. Her anxiety in this poem must be shared by so many hospital visitors who travel to visit loved ones in Dublin hospitals. My mother's small face is wreathed and crisscrossed by fear. She has no time for food or sleep. Away from the hospital, she rails at us, her daughters, who can do nothing. Her days laired with quests for solutions. This man whose pyjamas she irons and rebuttons, which she brings to him laundered and crisp, to whom she carries perfect nectarines, cranberry juice, is failing her. She wards off visitors, lest they witness his decline, frantic to capture an antidote, that special inscribed file, to bear it back in her hands from monstrous caves like a magical gift, past nurses, past mulling consultants, and having fought, to shout in scorn, See, fools! Her every word attests to the useless of doctors and daughters who cannot heal. As Graffin Street featured in Patrick Kavanagh's poem on Ragnall Road, which I quoted earlier, I'll bring this talk to a close with a short poem of mine chosen by the editors. It's called Morning on Grafton Street. I'm one of the poets in this book who was born and bred in Dublin. In some ways, I'm the archetypal Dubliner. By this I mean that I'm probably the most common type of Dubliner in the kind of mixture I represent. My father was an Ulster man, but his mother was from Connacht, and his father was from the Midlands. My mother was a Dubliner, but her father and all her people were from Tipperary. I was reared in the South Dublin suburbs, but as a boy I also spent time in the west of Ireland. I have all the provinces inscribed in me, and I love this city of mine. As I've said, it seems to me that streets and streetscapes epitomise the life of a city. There is a mystery to the drift and stream of anonymity. And Grafton Street, of all Dublin streets, has so many memories knitted in me from childhood. My mother would meet friends for morning coffee in Fuller's Café, where Peggy Dell played the piano. On the corner of Clarendon Street, a husband and wife played harps. When, as a teenager, I was daring first dates, I met girls for coffee in Robert's Café. For years, 
my deed and I would walk down Grafton Street just for the sheer pleasure of it. And yet, once again, I'm sure, like most middle-classers reared in suburban Dublin, my appreciation of Grafton Street as emblematic of my city is sharpened by knowing the streets of other cities where I've lived. I love Carl Johan, the main street in Oslo where I was a student. In Tokyo, I think of Shibuya Kosaten. So in some ways, Grafton Street both summons memories and expresses my delight in city streets. The final line of the poem sums up the rapture and exhilaration of a living street. Morning on Grafton Street Grafton Street is yawning, waking limb by limb. Jewellers' steel shutters clatter upwards. The sweet doughy smells from hot bread shops steam the frosty morning. Warm are passing. Disc stores' sudden rhythms blare and intro it, launch the busy liturgy of day. Look! Two breakfast wooers, fallen in love with farewells, smooch, soul kiss on the curb. Gently, my street puts on her face. Grafton Street, witness of my time, seer, watcher of every mood, traps me the grandeur, the melancholy, ever new carnival of man. Walk here alone in broodiness, inwoven, anonymous, swept along. Stroll here infatuated, self-communing, lost in the lyric flow of street. You have been listening to Michal O'Shiel in this UCD scholar cast to accompany Dublin One City One Book 2014. A transcript of this talk can be downloaded at www.ucd.ie forward slash scholarcast. <laughs>